What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of It's Giving, hosted by your boy, Brandon the Introvert. In this episode, we're going to be discussing Atlanta, Season 4, Episode 5, Work Ethic. Jazzy. And be sure to access the link in this episode for access to all It's Giving content. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of It's Giving, hosted by your boy, Brandon the Introvert. In this episode, we're going to be discussing Atlanta, Season 4, Episode 5, Work ethic. Jazz hands. So in this episode, uh, this episode was written by Janine Neighbors, who is a writer on Atlanta, writer and producer. She the other episode that she wrote was Santa Claus is Coming to Town, season three, episode two, which was a really good episode. That was the one with Tupac. Well, the Tupac look alike dying and uh, Van figuring out why she's there and the deaf doula. It was a good episode. I really liked it. She is also a producer on Watchmen, a 2019 uh, miniseries with Regina King, and was a fellow, two-time uh, winning fellow at Juilliard. So she's definitely had a long-standing relationship with Atlanta as a show and, of course, as a writer and a playwright as well. And the director for this one is Donald Glover himself. And you can, you see him in this episode. I'm going to just say that. So this episode was really about a, before I get down to it, this was, this episode was really about a critique of exploitation on black stereotypes and the way we are portrayed in this instance by black writers themselves and you can, by extension, white media and um, white producers and white directors, white creatives as well. But in this case, we see this man named Mr. Chocolate. He owns his chocolate studios, one of the biggest film studios in Atlanta. And we see he's kind of a complicated character. On one hand, he produces just poorly written, quick shoddy type of productions, but gives jobs and opportunities to black actors and um, just black talent and just black workers in general. It is kind of a complicated view of him. And obviously a lot of the referencing was to Tyler Perry, but Janine neighbors herself says that, yes, you know, the reference might've been to Tyler Perry, but it's a kind of an amalgamation of kind of all of the producers that kind of black producers even that kind of just exploit us and kind of put it out as art. And then we have masses of black people loving that art. So it's kind of just a talk on just kind of that dynamic and how you have millions of black people liking this thing, but then there's also a side of black people that also critique it and just view it for what it is in a lot of ways and just get no type of representation from it. So in this episode, we start off with Van and Lottie who sleep in the back. Van we see has decided to take on just being an actor for now. We see she goes to Chocolate Studios, which I said is in direct reference to uh, Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. Also, just real quick, I think this is also important because of the setting of Atlanta 
why not talk about kind of that dynamic of the Tyler Perry Studios and just other, you know, the black creators and stuff? Why not talk about that in Atlanta now that Atlanta has really become a major, a major, major, major source for now these Hollywood level productions? Like now, you know, LA and New York aren't the only ones in the game in terms of just having these huge, huge, massive productions and and lots and studios and setup and talent. Now Atlanta is a major hub. So I feel like this is just a very timely and necessary thing to talk about. And it was perfect to have Van kind of be that connection for that. But anyway, we see Van pull up to Chocolate Studios. We see there's movie posters. The movies are titles such as like, Nobody Can't Tell Me What to Do, Broken Home, One Small Happy Family, Unmoved. So just like these kind of like, these stereotypical films and even the titles kind of give way to that. Um, we see Van go through the security gate and then uh, we see the studio lot through the eyes of Van and Lottie. We see this one tour guide mention Mr. Chocolate's uh, private space, his office space, which used to be former studios. But now he kind of just secludes himself in this space. And according to the tour guide, no one can come in or out. So we already see from another video I was watching, I like how they uh, said it. It's kind of this Willy Wonka-esque vibe that you get. Like a man at the top of this just uh, ambiguous man in a secluded corner. And kind of a Wizard of Oz vibe too, especially near the end. But we kind of already get a feel like, okay... Who is Mr. Chocolate? What is his intentions? What is his motive? It's kind of already that eerie little vibe. And the fact that we can't even get a peek into the office or into that old studio space or whatever also gives question like, okay, what is, what are they, what's going on? What What is, what is he hiding? Why can't it be accessible to the public in this very public lot? So we move through there and now Van is in processing, getting ready to get called in as her and Lottie get ready. Now, this is a very important episode in the sense of now we have Lottie. Lottie isn't just this little kid baby who Ern and Van are talking about the whole time or referencing, or she's just there crying or like not saying much. Like Lottie really gets her own episode uh, in this episode. Uh, she has wants, she has desires, she has lines, she has feelings. Like we really get to see Lottie outside of being just a one-dimensional child of Ern and Van. And I feel like Lottie is very, very important because she is the glue to Ern and Van. One of the glues, I would say, because I do feel like they have a natural connection with each other in a lot of different ways. And in the ways in which they move as alternative black people in Atlanta. Now they're Van and Lottie are waiting for processing. They get called in and Van is kind of just chat chatting up with one of the hairdressers and we kind of figure out Van's motives. She basically says she just wanted to do something. You know, Lottie could be proud of seeing her mom, you know, take control of her life and do something that she wanted to do and just expose her to something different try it out for fun, even though she's not a big fan of Mr. Chocolate's films. We see from season three, 
than it was in a place where she didn't she was questioning herself on being a good mother she didn't know who she was as a person so this is definitely a good natural step towards kind of figuring yourself out giving yourself grace and also you know trying to be a good role model for your daughter so we see man has kind of she's figuring things out but this time in a healthy way and not just leaving her problems and just living a whole nother life like she's doing something different but still being present as van and as lottie's mother she's chopping up with the hairdresser the hairdresser also says like yeah i'm basically in this for money blah blah blah, blah. uh they just they get along very well and then pops in this uh maintenance worker who kind of hits on van and it's all cute or whatever until uh once he leaves the pa comes and says okay like we need her like less than an hour pretty much so now you know van is already dressed up she's in this kool-aid red lock wig set up she got the tights on these heels on just something van would never ever wear she looks like at least through van's eyes especially a stereotypical black woman, especially for a studio set like this in a production company like Mr. Chocolates. So get taken into this scene where it's a stereotypical scene where it's a black woman dealing with the ain't shit black nigga and has her her friends next to her saying, you shouldn't be with that man. Why are you still with him? It's the typical kind of formula we see with a lot of black women in a lot of black shit unfortunately and then the man is usually aggressive usually uh abusive we see mr chocolate kind of cuts the scene and adds to that like heightens that stereotype by stopping everything and then we see he's not in person he's through this weird intercom with the flashing red light which kind of reminds me of um is it the space odyssey movie space odyssey movie something like that y'all know what i'm talking about but it's a very eerie empty sound and it definitely we see it goes from like that that um the frame goes from you know a typical sitcom type of cinematography whatever you want to call it to the actual atlanta thing so it's like a scene within a scene so we hear this eerie empty call that tells one of the actors tells the pa to rustle up uh one of the actress's hair and then to tell the actor you know you need to like push on her more like grab her by the shoulders and rough her up a little bit pretty much so it's really really not just tense it's very unsettling it's very unsettling the whole studio set goes quiet and of course you gotta go quiet when the director says something but like and this was a different type of thing this was like a lord giving orders to his minions it it was given that so obviously van is shook up by that and they resume the scene and as they resume the scene and the guy is talking back to the the actress in the scene whatever lottie tells the man to shut up and that breaks that causes another silence and mr chocolate says who is this girl you know who are you what are you doing then you know introduces this is my daughter you know lottie settle down quiet down we're we're filming you know she's a child so mr chocolate actually likes that and has her say the same thing in the the same scene and she does it tells the man to shut up again 
and it gets a laugh from everybody. And of course, mainly because Mr. Chocolate approved her. And Mr. Chocolate just cuts it. It's like, okay, good. That was perfect. On to the next. And the PA's like, but you know, that was just blocking. We that wasn't the actual filming. He was like, we'll do it in post. And she's like, but pre has told us, pre-production has told us to, you know, like clean stuff up. I mean, post told us to clean stuff up for pre or pre, whatever the fuck. It's just <laughs> it's rushed. It's rushed. It's we're going through these stages and not taking our time with them pretty much. And that's indicative of a lot of Tyler Perry's stuff where you just acrimony was made it was filmed from what i understand in about two weeks and i think a fall from grace was about two weeks and we just we just see the shoddy production but we see there literally are millions of black audiences that love his work like love it love it love it love it but there has to be a line somewhere but anyway, the scene is done and she, uh, Mr. Chocolate, wants Lottie in more scenes. So now we take her to costumes and Van is, especially from seeing the vibe that Mr. Chocolate gave off and just definitely controlling and doesn't seem to have morals, she's really questioning her part in this and now her daughter's part in it literally her daughter's part and she just tells she has a talk with Lottie like look if you're ever unsettled ever uncomfortable just give me a thumbs down let me know and we'll end it right then and there this you know as long as you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself cool but if you're not then just let me know and mom will shut it down for you and one of the grandmothers in there is kind of like a grandmother figure. She consoles Van because she notices like Van isn't really too happy about Lottie doing this. And she does this whole, she kind of relates it to the Bible a little bit and says like, if, you know, if one isn't open to receiving the joys of their child and they're not open to receiving the joys, just being happy as a person pretty much and kind of relates it a little bit to the Bible, whatever, but doesn't get too heavy on it. with trying to convert or anything. But when I was first watching, I had my eyes on her. I was just like, mm, where's this going? Cause it's already giving cult in this, uh, in this production. So, you know, she Lottie chooses her stuff and goes on to the next scene. Once they get back on set, Lottie, like after they finish filming a scene, she cannot find Van. I mean, Lottie. Van cannot find Lottie in the next scene. So she has to pay like what's going on. And without Van's approval, Lottie has already been added into 14 scenes without her permission. Number three on the call sheet. So she's like, okay, no, where can I find him? And the maintenance guy from the hairdressing room offers to guide her to the next, to the next lot. So as they're walking, he kind of shares some information about his background. He was recently incarcerated, but Mr. Chocolate took him in and gave him a job and is kind of just investing in him and his future. He also does crypto mining on the side, whatever. And he just gives props to Van and Lottie for, you know, it's not often we see mom and daughter acting together and y'all are doing great and, you know, keep up, keep it up, blah, blah, blah. He seems nice. Definitely flirty with Van, kind of giving cute, whatever. 
and takes her to the next lot. So then Van goes in, and after that scene, we see Lottie is gone without a trace, literally without a trace. So, okay, now obviously something is going on. So she demands one of the PAs to like, no, you're going to help me find my daughter. And like, because what the hell is going on? So as the PA uh, takes Van to the next lot, we have this conversation between the PA and a, another staff member just about how good Mr. Chocolate's, her, his productions are, how, you know, we watch them all the time. There was, you know, talking about one scene where somebody had a crack sandwich where it's just over the top shit. And Van is just like, how can you watch stuff like that? How can you watch shit like that and just not critique it? We see they basically say, like, we root for everybody black. You know, they always win all these awards in WACP, BT, and Van is just like, yeah, black awards. So they're offended, talking about, like, what do you mean by that? And she, you know, she tells them, you know what I meant. We see kind of on both sides, we see Van kind of has this, like, othering of herself. It's one thing to not be represented through certain, you know, media and stuff like that and feel like you're not represented. And also another thing to feel like it's trash, but then to kind of, like, talk about, you know, it's only winning black awards. It's then kind of a othering. And I feel like Van, and this is kind of what I mentioned before in the beginning of the video in terms of Van and Earn's relationship with blackness, I feel like they've always been othered. And because of that, othered themselves and kind of has this sideways, sideways view when it comes to blackness. And sometimes I just feel like they just don't feel completely and truly black so i feel like on van's side we kind of just get that complicated sorted relationship with blackness but then on the other side with black people sometimes we're so blind to so many things just for the name of blackness just for the name of this unity or whatever that we don't take the time to critique each other and call each other out and just be real with each other and just say you know this shit is bad sometimes you know we some black people we just have a tunnel vision with things like things are only this way so we kind of see that dynamic play out in the conversation between van and the pa and the other staff on the little golf cart whatever thing so they finally take van to you know the next studio and we see lottie is in a scene basically with this crack fiend mom she literally eating a crack sandwich like what the pa said and the scene is obviously referencing the situation. Lottie is just saying, like, if you're my mom, how come you're not protecting me? You know, Van is feeling the way because now she, you know, she's already having insecurities about not being there for Lottie as a mother. And now to have this played out while she's getting actively exploited in front of her in this scene with the mom is definitely like a, a trigger for her. You can obviously tell while watching the scene. As soon as the scene ends, Lottie is literally nowhere to be found again. And now Van is just like, okay, no, 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 no. What's going on? Everybody like literally also flees the scene, not flees the scene, but just like goes on to the next one, leaving Van as the only one in that uh, studio. And she just goes up to intercoms like, I give me my daughter back. And Mr. Chocolate says no. So now Van is just full on mom mode and goes full out and just like oh hell no i'm getting my daughter back now like now y'all y'all play with me too much so she goes up into the front 
and demands to go to the front of Mr. Chocolate's uh, private space and demands to see him. And we have these fake guards in there protecting the door until this grand, the grandmother from the costumes department comes in and shoots one of the niggas in the foot, and which allows Van to go through the private space. That was completely unexpected. <laughs> that one was completely unexpected. I thought she was like a cult member, but she actually helped Van. So that was just, and then she had a whole gun. And then they referenced people smuggling in guns in the beginning of the episode. Like that, that was good. I didn't expect that. So now we see Van go up and it's a very creepy vibe. Like I said, like Dorothy going to see the Wizard of Oz type of vibe uh, in his little lair. And we see the man behind everything is this big black chocolate man named Mr. Chocolate. And he's the only one writing the scripts, writing his stuff. And in his piano, where it's literally a piano, which is allowing him to type up scripts. And obviously that's in reference to Tyler Perry's work ethic, where he just, he's his own writer's room. He writes Sisters by himself. He writes Bros by himself. He writes uh, House of Pain by himself. He writes The Have and Have Nots by himself. He writes The Oval. Now, someone like him would view that as a work ethic, but that's just a disservice on a whole nother level. But we see he's this creepy man, and it's definitely giving Teddy Perkins vibes. And we see, obviously played by Donald Glover, but we see him for what he is, and so does Van. And he's a charlatan, pretty much. He's a con man, (laughs) essentially. He fashions himself out to be a philanthropist, though, because the opportunities he provides and the business that he's running and just the power and influence that he has amassed over the years. Van is obviously freaked out and at one point even throws some grits at him at his face, that grits that he was making, and we found out he's grit resistant. That was really good. I feel like hopefully the clips of that will start going on Twitter and stuff and people will kind of, that will channel people into this season because I feel like people need to be watching this season. I really, black people need to be watching this season. I feel like that was some good shit. I've never seen a grit resistant nigga on a black show ever in my life. Like that shit was funny and genius. So I really hope that goes out into the Twitter traffic. But anyway, he is, he's grit resistant. He's a powerful man. He's a con man. He's a philanthropist. He's a lot of things in one. And Van is... She's like I said, she's in complete freak out mode. She sees him for who he is. From then, you know, as things still, you know, the tension is still heightened. We see the PA bring in Lottie. So now, you know, I was breathing a sigh of relief. Like Lottie was finally returned because it was getting really, getting really um, scary. (laughs) It was getting scary. But we see after Van gets Lottie back. Mr. Chocolate basically says, like, you basically judge my work, but look at you. A single mom who can't even afford to feed her child, which is false. She just forgot the snacks in the car. Talking about your your roundaway girlfriend, Phaedra, just this girl he met. I mean, Van met, you know, in the hairdressing room. They got along. Talking about your light-skinned, formerly incarcerated love interest is literally a light-skinned nigga that was just hitting on Van as soon as she saw him. He said, your gun-toting Christian grandma, the grandma from costumes that shot the guy, 
was, she was this is grandma that she just met and decided to protect her. So he's trying to for <laughs> and also throwing. Oh, she said you're a dark skinned baby daddy, and like what Van said, he's actually brown skin. <laughs> and then Mr. Chocolate said Van threw grits at him unprovoked, and really it was just self defense. So it's funny that he's pulling all these observations of her and showing how you're not a stereotype this is reality but it really is a stereotype it's literally you're taking these observations and just augmenting them and then now they're being channeled and marketed as stereotypes and not as stereotypes but marketed as stereotypes that are stereotypes if that makes sense like you're taking these things and making them stereotypical as if they're real you know and you're getting money off of that pretty much but van makes it known like maybe i am a chocolate uh, he calls her a chocolate you're a kirkland chocolate woman she's like maybe i am but you still can't you know you still can't call this art like this isn't good good stuff good material she makes her stand and then he offers lottie a basically a deal to have her own tv series she'll be financially set until she's 20 and of course lottie she's just been enjoying this whole experience and she wants to do it but van puts her foot down and says no and drags her out and lottie like basically obviously lottie is devastated by this you know doesn't she wants her tv deal she is enjoying having fun she enjoys chocolates productions obviously unfortunately her dream it well actually fortunately that dream of serving under mr chocolate is now deferred so we get the last one of the last scenes which is pretty much i feel like the most one of the most important van moments ever van has a talk with lottie just about you know you have to know what you represent. You have to know what you stand for and you have to know who you are. I won't be able to protect you in this way for long, especially when you're an adult. Right now, I'm here to protect and guide you. But at this point, you need to, you know, just start considering what you want and what you stand for and your values because you can be taken for any type of ride if you don't have a firm grounding pretty much she apologizes to lottie because even though like what van did was right it still hurt her but she still took the time to apologize i don't really know how van was raised by her mom or her parents but it's giving all in one she's talking to her daughter she's also kind of talking to herself and she's talking to maybe even like a a child version of her as well. Like it kind of gave that, like talking to your inner child, talking to your child, and then talking to your self, even adult self in a way. So this is a huge, 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 huge difference from how Van was in last season. She didn't, she didn't have her grounding, but now we kind of see she does. And, you know, she apologizes and Lottie, you know, goes about her way. And literally at the final, final moment, she takes the card that the maintenance guy gives her and it literally says, like, let's have sex in the boiler room. And she's just over it out at that point. So this is also, I, I would say this episode and the uh, Light Skinned episode, episode four, they're definitely my favorite episodes of this season. I feel like the first three were cute. 
third wasn't my favorite favorite, but I these episodes were really good. And I feel like the Van episodes, I don't know why. I mean, obviously because it's Zazie Beats and the writers, but I just don't know why there's some type of air to the episodes that feature Van and Van alone in terms of being the only main character. Like, I feel like those are like the top tier episodes. And then I feel like are the the ones that relate to Al. I really enjoyed this episode. I think it was good. I think any Black show that has the courage to critique Black figures such as Tyler Perry and Oprah and Black political figures like Obama, I think those are the best shows. And those are the, and, and just Black, well-accepted Black entities like the Black church and just religion and just kind of the dark sides of our culture. And by dark side, I'm talking about literally entities, people, organizations that we feel like represent either Black freedom, Black excellence, Black tradition, and we just look at all the positives, but we fail to see the negatives or we fail to see it as a negative in general. I feel like the Black shows that call that out are the best shows, Boondocks, Atlanta, you know, I um I love it. I love it. Now, according to Janine Neighbors, like I said, this show, this episode was not meant to just only talk about Tyler Perry and just say we're just making fun of Tyler Perry. Uh this is more so just talking about the exploitation of how we're represented and how that makes money and then also the the extension of black audiences also loving the shit. You know, also loving the stereotypical stuff, also not questioning, questioning, also not questioning, not questioning, and viewing things with a critical lens, just absorbing it, taking it in, and it's okay to love it, but we got to see things for as they are, you know what I mean, and I feel like I really, like what Janine said in that article, like I hope this opens up the table for black people to critique other black people, not just for the sake of critiquing, but to kind of make sure we do better. (laughs) Make sure we do better. There's no reason why you should be having a film rushed in two weeks when it doesn't need to be. There's no reason why you should be the only writer in the writer's room. There's no reason why there should be these, these single destitute black mamas who getting abused all the time by their dark-skinned baby daddy and finds a light-skinned brother who loves the lord and it 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 is no reason why we should keep we need to keep relying on these formulas and the same shit when we have the world to talk about you know just pigeonholing ourselves in that way does us a disservice and i feel like it does us even more of a disservice by not calling them out and not kind of just sharpening each other, you know? But ultimately, I feel like I talked about Van's growth a lot already, but I feel like this was a great, like I said, this season is about inner development. So I feel like we definitely see Van go across a great way from what she was before. She was definitely delusional, definitely finding herself. But I feel like now she's giving herself just space and grace to 
find herself in, like I said, healthy and productive ways and setting boundaries for herself and things of that nature. And she's separate from Earn. You could tell she's forming an identity that's separate from Earn, even separate from Lottie in an instance, but also conjoining being a mother and being herself as well in a healthy way, in a loving way too, because she talked to Lottie in a very, very loving way. So now we are four more it's four more episodes left like i already knew this season was going to i already knew it was going to go this fast like i just knew i, I don't know why but i already knew I, I can't believe we're about to be on the sixth episode i i can't believe that so like like i said with insecure i feel like insecure should have had another season i feel like atlanta could have squeezed out one more season, but if the writers feel like they've told enough story, then they told enough story. It's it's better to have it at a certain point that's ripe and finished than drag out, you know. But that is all I have to say. Be on the lookout for I'm trying to have some lives, uh IG lives talking about Real Housewives of Potomac, the season seven premiere. Been really excited for that for months now and hoping to have some special episodes coming up soon so be on the lookout for that make sure you like comment subscribe do what you have to do on either my youtube videos or just going on you know spotify or apple just rate it share it just do what you gotta do just help me out just Come stay along the ride for us. Um, <laughs> stay on the ride or ride along with me as we continue to just elevate and keep going further and further with this platform. So uh, that's all I have to say. Looking forward to the next episode with y'all as usual. And bye. That was weird. Bye. 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 Okay, no, for a bye.